It's time for the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores. Capital Mazda, Stevens Creek Mazda, Concord Mazda, and Team Mazda. Hey, it's Shondell Grand. And right now we've got a huge selection of brand new Mazdas with exciting spring incentives across our entire lineup. Plus, you can buy your new Mazda completely online with our exclusive no-brainer checkout. Don't miss the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores in San Jose, Concord, and Vallejo. We're getting you ready for the game on The Build-Up with news from around the league, interviews, highlights, and more. Here's your host, Ted Ramey. All right, good afternoon, everybody, and welcome, welcome, welcome as we get you ready for tonight's game against Calgary, a team the Sharks have had some success against as of late. But the bigger news for the Sharks has been happening off the ice. The biggest move sending Jake Middleton to the Minnesota Wild in exchange for goaltender Capo Kakinen as well as a fifth-round draft pick. Also, Andrew Cogliano going to the Avs in exchange for a draft pick. You also saw Melnichuk being exchanged for a forward from the Lightning, and you also saw Ryan Merkley being exchanged for a defenseman from the New York Rangers. So nothing earth-shattering. The big one, obviously, the Capo Kakinen acquisition for Middleton. And Middleton was a super good dude. He was on morning tie before. He was always really, really gracious. Just a really nice guy. Good personality. Obviously willing to go out there and fight for his teammates. And, uh, you know, just one of those guys that you like having around. I think that, you know, the importance of a guy like that cannot be overstated. But at the same time, the Sharks are, you know, kind of at a place where they have strength and depth at defense. And goalie right now, not so much, you know. As Joe Will pointed out in this presser, and we're going to hear from this in a second, the Sharks have not been healthy at goalie consistently since January. So that is definitely something that we are going to be talking about um, moving forward is now the Sharks have three NHL caliber goalies on their roster. Um, but I did want to get into all this sound from Joe Will and Kapo Kakinen. And first, we're going to start with Will talking about, uh, you know, just walking us through the trade for Kakinen. I, I do want to start with, with just a... Uh, a thank you to uh, Jake Middleton and, and just to, you know, reemphasize his story that, you know, he was a player who, uh, who was a last round draft pick of a, of a deep team and, and, and he wasn't signed. So he came to us on a tryout and he, uh, he played well and he earned an American league contract and went and played well in that uh, Western conference uh, team we had a few years ago and, and ended up earning an NHL contract and, and spent lots of time, leadership, everything else in, in the American League and uh, worked his way up to the Sharks and within the Sharks room, you know, became a, a very uh, valuable member of our team. It, it's like the consummate hockey story. Uh, everybody here, you know, as an organization, every single person on the staff and players thinks a world of mids and just wants to really thank him for, for what he's done and, and, and he'll be missed. And so we went into this deadline here, not really going out and and shopping him per se, but, uh, you know, he was a, a player that teams wanted at the, at the deadline. So like we said last week, uh, I'll listen and listened. And, uh, you know, there were, there were quite a few, you know, kind of toes in the water here with, with different things. And I you know, really wanted something that number one, it was kind of at a targeted position for us. And, and number two, that it's not necessarily too far out into the future so that, uh, uh, you know, we can get some use, uh, you know, moving forward so that we're, we're uh, uh, you know, we don't take too much of a step back on there. And we actually got both uh, because, you know, if you look at, if you line up uh, Capo and Jake side by side, 
they're about the same age, about the same experience. Uh, you know, they're both up and coming at their positions. And with us, uh, you guys have all seen the issues we've had at times with injuries and things like that at goaltending. Our defense depth actually started by the first uh, COVID uh, outbreak we had when we, you know, recalled the Ryan Merkley, recalled the uh, uh, Malash, recalled the uh, Jacob Magna. You know, we found that, that the depth was was very good, and and at times when we're all healthy, it's it's eight nine, you know, quality D NHL you know, type D, and and so that's one position we have some strength at. Uh, so we we looked at it. We don't have that depth of goaltending position like this. So we you know we took uh, out of you know a little bit deeper group of of D and went into a little lighter group of of goaltending, and and that's uh, that really drove our decision. So this, of course, led to a couple of questions like, how far off is Aiden Hill? Yeah, it's it's defined as as day to day. It's it's nothing serious. It's more of a you know chronic type of thing that uh, uh, just trying to get over a, a hump with uh, uh, you know with it uh, with this lower body injury and and so you know with that you know you don't want to make something worse by just trying to rush it. So we're giving it the, the time it needs and sometimes you know. Uh, We've seen we we go in and we we hope that everything's better and and but w- what we don't want to do it it doesn't do us any good to try and try and push them into this uh, push them into playing uh, because it, it just uh, I guess if we're in a playoff situation playoff series or something like that you look at different measures but on this you, you certainly don't really want to take a step back and so you want them to heal right and, and be a hundred percent and that's that's uh, what we're trying to do with Aiden so I think it's. Uh, uh, a matter of, of, of days to, to a few weeks, you know, uh, of everything I know. And then Will was expected if these guys were all going to be on the active NHL roster. And of course this leads us to the greater discussion though, of the, the fact that the Sharks have been banged up at goalie for a while. Could happen. Hasn't happened since January. And that, that was part of it. You know, it's, it's uh, it could, but do I anticipate anything? I don't. All I know right now is since January, we've had, uh, you know, we've had, uh, um, basically one of our one of our big two out uh, consistently and you know and and it goes back to uh you know just just the depth here but the the other thing about uh you know capo it's it wasn't it wasn't anything just to address what's going on now with with injuries it's really about looking forward we had an opportunity to acquire a 25 year old up-and-coming goaltender and uh and that's um you know, a player that we looked at quite extensively, uh, you know, through expansion last year, because, you know, looking at, at Talbot and, and, uh, and Kakinen, um, the, you know, we're looking at all these opportunities that maybe we could acquire guys in trades or maybe that Seattle could or whatever within there. And so we, uh, we looked at that mar- market extensively. We weren't, uh, you know, really able to do anything at that point in time. We, we've kept the, we kept our eye on him and, uh, and now is opportunity to acquire him. Okay, and then what about next year? Does he anticipate to have all these guys on the team entering, you know, training camp? Do I anticipate? No, you, you rarely do with going into three goalies. But uh, you know, it's just an opportunity to kind of kind of play out. This is a, a, you know, we still have a quarter of the season left to play, and like like a lot of other things that we have, uh, things will be fluid in the summer. So it's you know, um, at this position, at uh, you know, our, our group of, of uh, uh, forwards and our group of uh, defensemen, you know, there, there will be changes. I don't know exactly what they are, but that's, uh, that's, I guess what we'll, we'll determine um, number one, by watching players over the next quarter of the season. And, 
and number two with opportunities that we may have in the summer. More on Kapokokkanen. What did the Sharks specifically like about him that made them want to go out and get him? Uh, like that he that he follows the puck uh, extremely well. We we when we go like really slow motion frame by frame, we see how ready he is for shots, how he can get across and laterally and be ready for shots. That's one thing that that really stands out. So, you know, he's got uh, uh, he's got speed and awareness in 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 that regard. He also has a level of experience that we've liked. You know, it's not a, a flash in the pan. He goes through you. You see everything he's got. He's got winning and accolades and, and statistical uh, achievements and things like that at every level he's been at all the way through. And so, you know, 25 years old, he's just ascended properly at, at, a, at a nice scale and uh, uh, nice consistency throughout his career. And, and you know, had a, had a couple of solid years in, in Minnesota. And uh, uh, so it was just an opportunity for us to get him. And, and Navi, you know, signed off uh, uh, amongst many others that, uh, um, that we collaborated with, but Navi, Navi's excited to have him in the fold and work with him. Another big topic that came up were other guys being looked at. Uh, teams called about a lot of our players, but that's that's what happens on this. Uh, you know, if if you took everything, it's just a big uh, uh, big web of of conversations that uh, you know where you get into a lot of players with a lot of teams, and and so they they ask. Uh, you know, I think you know, this one here was uh, the the Middleton one. You know specifically was uh, was our, our most serious by far. The the rest were were kind of kicking tires uh, uh, on different things. And part of it too is like you, you you still you have quarter of the season to play. So you're you're keeping your team together. You're you're having the right team. You know there there's going to be some recalls here of of a couple of guys from uh, uh, from the minors and and they're going to come back in. They're going to have a little bit more opportunity to play but they're going to have opportunity to play with some better players too that, that we have on the roster. So it's, it's like a, a, a balance, you know, we, we moved uh, uh, Andrew Cogliano, who I, I'd like to, you know, really thank as, as well. He's, he's a consummate pro and, and uh, you know, he's moving on to uh, Colorado and into a situation. I talked to him. He's, he's very happy, you know, he's bittersweet. He really did enjoy his experience here, but uh, you know, he has the opportunity now to compete on one of the top contenders in the league, uh, you know, and, and, and go and get a cup on, uh, and he's on an expiring contract. So, um, you know, that's, that's one player we can, you know, expiring contract, we can get a fifth round pick and, and replenish that grid in that particular year, 2024. And, uh, uh, and at the same time, you know, I, I think that was about it. We start moving any other players and then, and then we're kind of down to a, a, a level of the, the performance and everything else. It's, it, it's a nice group now for these young players to uh, develop in. Another interesting question that was brought up was about the Sharks in the future with Alexander Barabanov, who was an unrestricted free agent, and what they're looking at with the future and him. Yeah, I've, I've attempted, uh, you know, I, I've, I've been in contact with the agent. Uh, we, you know, we have uh, um, uh, till July 13th to sign him. So it's, uh, you know, looking at that, he's an important part of our team. He's, he's uh, scored well uh, this year. So, we're just kind of playing out the process. He hasn't played a lot of games in his NHL career and, and we'll gather even more information over the next quarter of the season. So, you know, it's, it's uh, we're just continuing the process with them where we've been, you know, kicking tires with the agent for, for a little bit here, but uh, uh, there's no hurry on our part. And uh, you know, we, we want to keep this, uh, this team going, like I said, that it's, we're not, we're not looking just to um, 
unload players, we're, we're looking to have a direction. And within the, the direction here is just to, to keep it going with him, keep uh, uh, kicking tires on, on what this could mean for the future. Will was also asked about some updates on Dolan. He took that puck to the face the other day. Also, Nieto got lacerated. And he also gave us updates on LeBanc and Kanijov, which I think uh, we all wanted to hear, especially Kanijov, because I really liked what we saw out of him last year. The fact that he hasn't been out there this year, it's been disappointing. But also, we've seen the great depth that the Sharks have at the blue line right now. But that still doesn't take away from the fact that I think we'd all like to see Kanijov out there. Uh, yeah, I think I think uh, on, on Dolan, I think... Uh, we dodged a bullet, you know, they, they did a CT scan and, and, and I, I believe it was pretty clear. It was, you know, it was a traumatic injury, but I don't, you know, they're looking to see, uh, um, you know, for broken bones and, and, and structural damage and things like that. I think we dodged a bullet there. So I think there's some, you know, soft tissue and, uh, and, and things like that, but uh, I don't think it'll be that long. I think they're talking a matter of, of, of days rather than, than weeks in that case. And uh, Matt Nieto's not going to make the the trip, but I, you know, they still he's still kind of listed as as uh, uh, game to game. He had a laceration, so we're just uh, uh, waiting for that to to heal up. So those are those are short term. Um, you know, again, updates on the other guys. Uh, Kevin LeBanc is again he's rehabbed really well. It's just a matter of getting that final sign off from the doc and and the rehab people on that. So that's getting closer every every day on uh, on uh, Banker coming back. Uh, you know, Kanishoff, it, it actually, he's at a, he's in a pretty good spot. He went through uh, a lot of the things he went through right now are in the past. And, and he uh, uh, right now is he's, he's just focusing on his latest surgery, his second surgery. And uh, which is kind of classified as a, as a relatively minor procedure. So if everything goes well with that, you know, we'll see when, when we can get him on the ice, there's no time timetable, but uh, we're working on that. And, and, you know, Mario, you see him right now as he's, uh, you see him, he's walking around. It looks like he could be on a dance floor right now. So he's, uh, he, he looks great, but you know, he, uh, uh, that, that needs to heal. So it's not uh, anything imminent with him, but he's, uh, he's doing fine in his, uh, uh, you know, his rehab. So I thought that Joe gave us some really good insight there on a lot of things going on with the Sharks. And I think that a lot of people were a little bit confused about the idea of having Reimer and Hill and Kakanen on the roster at the same time. But I mean, let's, let's be honest about this. When Hill was hurt, it was Reimer getting all the starts. When Reimer was hurt, it was Hill getting all the starts, and they didn't have any depth. And listen, the other night after the game, Reimer had a great game against Arizona. Don't get me wrong, but I watched him move gingerly around, and that's not what you want to see. You don't want to put him in a situation where he can exacerbate or aggravate or anything to do with any injuries that he's been dealing with. You want to keep these guys healthy and fresh, and I know that some people are looking at the white flag as having been waived with these moves. I, I do not look at it that way because they, they didn't trade Reimer. You know, they, they traded Middleton and Coggs, who, yes, who are important pieces. Uh, but at the same time, you're also looking at getting more time for younger players and different players, A. And B, you, you didn't trade away huge names. You, you traded away pieces that, yes, were desirable to the, to the other um, you know, uh, rest of the league, but also by getting Kakanen in and not knowing exactly what you're dealing with in terms of the injury with Hill, with the lack of a definitive timeline beyond day to day. And like I said, you know, Reimer is clearly still working with something. You know, I, I think that the Sharks are obviously, you know, they have been sellers, quote unquote, but at the same time, the acquisition of Capo Kakanen, it gives them something to work with in terms of a trade piece in the offseason as well. I think that's something that we're all going to be paying attention to. And we're really coming up on one of the more interesting off seasons in the history of the San Jose Sharks is right now. It looks like it's going to be the first time in franchise history where they will go three straight years 
without making the postseason. And yes, things change. That's a part of life. The only constant is change. But the Sharks are still looking to go into next year as a better team. And are they going to be able to move one of these goalies that they have? Do they feel they can, you know, get the most out of one of these guys? Do they feel like they need consistently to be able to have three ready to go? I, I can't give you the answers to those questions. But I can tell you that goalie health has been an issue. And then if we do look at their desire to get other pieces, Kakanen, you know, helps the Sharks move other pieces. There could be a trade involving a Kakanen or a Reimer or a Hill. We don't know exactly what the Sharks are going to do, but not only does this help them in the short term, it gives them long-term flexibility as well, which I think is something we're all hoping for. You need to be able to have guys ready to go. You need to be able to deal with injury, and that's been a big problem for the Sharks as of late. Capo, though, in his press conference, he seemed like a pretty chill, cool dude, kind of unfazed by the overall process. Um, I'll let you hear from it himself. This was his reaction to the trade. Um, obviously, uh, a bit shocked. Um for my first time getting traded and uh but you know also when i heard uh that i'm going to san jose i was uh i was also really excited about the opportunity and uh it's going to be great i think and so just uh really really looking forward to it i have to imagine the word gets around the league that everybody that goes to the sharks ends up having what we would describe as a positive experience there's a reason guys come here sign and stay forever they like san jose they like the organization they like the culture they like the vibe and i think that's a very good thing to have people talking about he was also asked what he knows about the sharks a good team you know the games i played against uh, san jose i remember you know there's a lot of good players there and i think it's going to be uh for sure we're going to be a team that's going to be able to compete in uh in the near future and um uh, it's going to be a great opportunity, like I said. And he offered this when he was asked about his game and describing his goalie style. Yeah, I try to be uh, try to be a little bit of a mix of uh, being being calm and reading the play really well. But obviously, sometimes you have to battle and um, try to make uh, make make big stops if you know when the puck's bouncing. Uh, so you got to be able to react. But I, I really try to base my game on you know try to make it easy for myself and and for the defenseman in front of me and. Uh, have everything in, in control and um, so that's something I, I, I try to do yeah it just seemed like a really even keel dude he had a quote in there when he found out about the trade that he got called off the ice during the morning skate and uh, he thought at first maybe something happened to his family so I bet he was relieved when he found out it was just a uh, just a trade so uh, you know just again bringing in another high caliber guy to the Sharks who seems like a good dude and of course they need the depth of goalie right now like I said I did not expect to see James Reimer moving as uncomfortably as he did the other night after the game. And I think that's a huge factor in what the Sharks are trying to do here. Um, you're going to miss a guy like Cogs, and I thought he was a really, really good dude. And I loved his postgame comments. I loved how seriously he took everything. Having guys like him and Benino play together, um, veterans who understand and respect and appreciate the game, I think that's something that can't be, you can't really quantify how valuable that is with a team full of younger players. But at the same time, you also have to look at guys that are not the quote-unquote long-term answer. And Cogs did not fit into that mold, and that was one of the reasons why they were willing to let him go. And even though Middleton could have been part of a quote-unquote longer-term answer, they also looked at him and their depth of D and decided that he could go as well, even though you do love the glue guys. You love the guys that'll stick up for the teammates and fight. Tough decisions have to be made. We've been talking about this the last couple of weeks. You know, the Sharks made the biggest decision in signing Tomas Hurdle to an eight-year contract extension. That was the biggest one that had to be made. Everything was secondary, not superfluous, but secondary to that. And the Sharks now find themselves with more draft picks, 
uh, with some other players to look at and with the ability to help their goaltending situation, which has definitely been a need as of late. This team isn't just rolling over now to wait for the end of the season. They are going to keep on battling, and this to me was a sign that they want to keep on being as competitive as they can be because they want to set the standard for all these guys out there on the ice in the locker room associated with the franchise that there are standards here, and these three consecutive years of not making the playoffs are not going unnoticed and that things need to change in a real hurry. All right, get ready for tonight's game against Calgary. Our pregame coverage starts at 5.30 right here on the Sharks Audio Network. For the San Jose Sharks, I'm Ted Ramey signing off.